she wondered what her parents were doing at this moment. Mother was probably in line at the baker's, her father getting on his motorcycle and leaving for work. At the thought of them, Azar felt as if something was gripping her throat. She lifted her head, opened her mouth wide, and tried to gulp down the air seeping through a narrow opening into the van. Her head thrown back, she breathed hard, so hard that her throat burnt and she started to cough. She undid the tight knot of the headscarf under her chin and let the chador slide down her head. She held tightly to the railing, sitting stiffly, trying to bear the swaying and lashing of the car as another burst of pain blazed through her like the fiery end of a bullet. Azar tried to sit up. She bristled at the thought of having to give birth there, on the metal floor of a van, on these bumpy streets, the shrill laughter of sister in her ears. Tightening her grasp on the railing, she took a deep breath and tried to shut herself against the urge deep within her. She was determined to keep the child inside until they reached the hospital. Just then, Azar felt a sudden gush between her legs and held her breath as the uncontrollable trickle ran down her thigh. She pushed her chador aside. Panic swept through her as she touched the pants carefully with the tips of her fingers. She knew that a pregnant woman's waters would break at some point, but not what would happen after that. Did this mean the birth was imminent? Was it dangerous? Azar had just started reading books on pregnancy when they came to her door. She was about to reach the chapter on the waters breaking, contractions and what she should pack in her hospital bag, when they knocked so loudly, like they wanted to break down the front door of her house. When they dragged her out, her stomach was already beginning to show. She clenched her jaw as her heart pounded violently. She wished her mother were there so that she could explain what was happening. Mother, with her deep voice and gentle face. Azar wished she had something of her mother she could hold on to. A piece of clothing, her headscarf. It would have helped. She wished Ismail were there so he could hold her hand and tell her that everything was going to be fine. He would have been frightened, she knew, if he had seen her in these conditions, sick with worry. He would have stared at her with his bright brown eyes as if he wanted to devour her pain, make it his own. There was nothing he hated more than seeing her in pain. The time she fell from the chair she had climbed in order to pick grapes from the vine tree, he was so shocked seeing her wriggling on the ground that he almost cried, gathering her in his arms. I thought you had broken your back, he told her later on. I would die if something ever happened to you. His love made her feel like a mountain, unshakable, immortal. She needed that all-encompassing love, those worried eyes, the way that by taking it upon herself to reassure him, to calm him down, she always succeeded in reassuring herself, too. She wished her father were there so that he could carry her to his car and drive like a madman to the hospital. The van came to a stop, and Azar, shaken from her thoughts, turned around sharply, as if she could see. Although the grumble of the engine had fallen silent, no door opened yet. Her hands crept up to her headscarf, tightening the knot, sweeping the chador over her head. Sisters' gales of laughter once again burst forth. Soon it became apparent that they were waiting for the brother to finish telling his story. Azar waited for them, her hands trembling on the slippery edge of her chador. After a few moments, she heard doors open and swing shut. Someone fiddled with the lock on the back of the van. Her hand clinging onto the railing, Azar lugged her body forward. 
She was at the edge of the car when the doors were drawn open. Get out, Sister said as she fastened the handcuffs around Azar's wrists. Azar could barely stand. She lumbered alongside Sister, engulfed in the darkness enveloping her eyes, her wet pants sticking to her thighs. Soon, she felt a pair of hands behind her head untying the blindfold, and she found herself standing in a dimly lit corridor, flanked by long rows of closed doors. A few plastic chairs were set against the walls, which were covered with posters of children's happy faces, and the framed photo of a nurse with a finger against her lips to indicate silence. Azar felt a great lifting in her heart as she realized they had at last reached the prison hospital. A few young nurses hurried past them. Azar watched as they disappeared down the corridor. There was something beautiful in having her eyes out in the open, her gaze hopping hurriedly, freely, from the green walls to the doors to the